Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where every week I keep you updated on the latest trends and how-tos in coworking. I owned and operated co-working spaces for eight years and then served as the executive director of the Global Workspace Association for five years. And today I work with hundreds of operators and community managers every month, allowing me to bring you thought-provoking operator case studies and inspirational interviews with industry thought leaders to help you confidently stay on top of what's important and what you can apply to your own role in the co-working industry. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. Thank you for joining me today. It's great to be with you. We are almost hitting episode 300. I did a recording today with a repeat guest who was on episode 134, which is so long ago now. So we're just rocking and rolling. And I am always excited about my new guest. Today, my guest is David Andras, and you are going to really enjoy my conversation with David. He is super accomplished, but the nicest guy. When he joined my co-working startup school, I thought, this guy already knows a lot about business. And yet he is probably one of my best students. He went through all the content. He showed up at the calls and he wanted to know all the things about how to launch a successful co-working space because his perspective is, well, I know a lot about business, but I've never opened a co-working space before. He very quickly opened two, which I don't recommend that everyone does, but is working for him. And he shares that on the episode. So I would have to look at the dates to see when he went through the startup school, but he's been open for, I think, almost a year now. He also operates gyms and he's got a few things going on. So you're going to be interested to hear kind of how does he do it all? How does he manage multiple businesses? Um, what does his co-working business look like? He is outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And he talks about a new revenue generating source that he has launched in his co-working spaces. And um, I think it's super smart. I think there are a lot of co-working spaces that start to max out in terms of their revenue. And this is not maybe for every location, but David's in a suburban location and he is providing an, an amenity with a public facing coffee kiosk to his members. Now he has two retail level locations. So I suspect that matters, but he does some pretty significant business through delivery. He has coffee and smoothies delivery through DoorDash. And the first time he mentioned this, I was like, what are you talking about? Who orders coffee through DoorDash? <laughs> Everyone does. I went into my local Starbucks one time and they're just like lined up on the counter. And I was like, what is this? And they were like the DoorDash deliveries. <laughs> so I had no idea. I would never, I'm super frugal about some things. And that is one of them. I hate paying for food deliveries. I used to hate paying for taxis because they were so awful. And now I don't mind paying for Uber, but you know, you have those things that you just don't like to pay for. I am not paying for coffee to get delivered. And then it's going to be cold. I also hate cold coffee. My favorite, favorite thing is my double walled. Is it Bodum? Bodum, like tall, like 12 ounce cappuccino glass mug and my almond milk cappuccino with my Nespresso machine in the morning. It makes me so happy and it stays hot and does not create my Starbucks bill. Anyway, 
David just has a great story and you're going to be interested in hearing about his revenue stream with his coffee kiosk. What else do we need? David has his own podcast. So that we link to in the show notes and we link to info about his coffee kiosk. This is not a sales pitch for his coffee kiosk. I am just always interested in what different co-working space owners are testing and implementing with success. And it's my job to help make you aware of these opportunities because at some point there's a cap on revenue for a co-working space on physical space. So what else can you do? And how else can you serve your members? And if you're paying rent anyway, how else can you leverage that space? So I love this idea. It's very simple. And David is all about simplifying things. And any of my, probably he's probably an Enneagram three is my guess. So any of my like, you know, super achieving, can't turn the brain off are going to relate to David. So before we jump in, David did go through our co-working startup school. One of our best students, I think his testimonial is on our info page. If you are working on opening a co-working space in 2023, come to the website and check out our programs. We have the co-working startup school, and then we have an accelerator program. So you can decide which one is best for you at everythingcoworking.com. And our info is under work with us. So if you have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out. Now on to my interview with David. Good morning, David. It's not morning for you. Afternoon. East Coast time, right? One o'clock. Yep. Yep. One o'clock. It's 10 o'clock for me. And I was just telling David, it's been a busy morning. My hot water heater started leaking. And David, since you're a fitness guy, I was like, should I stop my workout? And then I was like, no, I should finish my workout (laughs) and then do a hot water heater. (laughs) I was doing my workout in the garage when I saw that the hot water heater was leaking. And then I was like, well, how fast is it going to leak? Like, is this, you know, no, I'm going to finish my workout. Right. And then, and then call all the people that need to be called and figure out. Yeah. Anyway. So this is going to be super fun because I have lots of questions for you. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. So you're near Cleveland, Ohio. Correct. So I'm a little on the west side and the businesses go from the west side to the south side of Cleveland. Okay. Right. So we're going to talk about some of your, well, t- focus mostly on your co-working business, but I just asked David, like, what, sh- how should I introduce you? And he said, serial entrepreneur. And I was like, that's exactly what I would call you. And I was thinking this morning, I often think about my interviews and conversations I'm going to have, like in the shower or whatever, you know, and I was laughing at myself because I went to business school in my twenties and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, which you have to make something up on your essay. And I remember having this conversation with one of the professors who was kind of a mentor. And I was like, I just want to be a serial entrepreneur. And he was like, okay, well, That's he was awesome. like trying to give me a path for this, which I was thinking, I was like, if I just met someone like you, then I probably would have been the person who's like, I'll just work for you and watch all the things you do and, you know, be like your sidekick. And I wouldn't have needed business school. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I never knew something like that existed. You know, growing up, I thought someone owns a business and that's it, not that's it. multiple. By never right. means did I even think I was going to do that. It just kind of rolled into it. But now here I am. I, I guess it's a thing, right? I feel like every time I talk to you, you've started something new. So, okay, but I am curious. So you you now own two co-working spaces, but let's, so everybody knows, like we're having a relevant conversation with And David went through our co-working startup school, which is how I got to know you a little bit. So that's why I'm happy to like dive into your, 
Okay. So yeah. Tell us about like, how did you start your first business? So you've started over 20, maybe, you know, pick a couple, but also own a couple of gyms. Like how did you get into being a business owner? And then I want to talk about like, yeah, this mindset of, yeah, I can do multiple businesses at once. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it started years ago. I'll just give you like a snapshot really quick. Ultimately, I started in sales years ago after I did a little bit of food and beverage, went into network marketing, kind of considered like your own business, but I took away from that so many incredible Mm. principles. Wait, will you tell us which one? Well, one, dedication, persistence. Yeah. uh, Oh, no. which What was the company? Years ago, it was called Equinox International. It was the fastest growing network marketing company, actually privately held company. Back in 1995, it was on the cover of Inc. Magazine. It was pretty incredible. What was the product? What were you selling? Environmental products. Oh, okay. So environmental makeup, face wash, you name it. Air purifiers, water filtration. Okay. So quite a bit. I learned a lot. Yeah. And it was was pretty incredible. But then going through, you know, my experience and my careers, it landed me to own a couple cafes and a sports bar, do some consulting, got back into the fitness field and doing some more consulting on that side. And it landed me into my first location where I partnered up with a gentleman. And after a couple of years, probably about three years, we actually just decided to split ways and I took over that business. So about this was the gym, six, the gym, the gym. Six okay. seven years ago. Okay. And then I had an opportunity a few years later to purchase two other facilities. There was a, a corporate company that was leaving the area and they contacted me to take that over. So purchase that too. You know, so many people think it's a gym. It's not like really a business. Oh, you must just like to work out. It oh, is I truly, think gyms are totally a business. Yeah. Right. It's truly a business. There's so, yeah. much, back, there's so much back end work to it. And member acquisition. Realize. It's like co-working. You got to get members. You got to keep them. Mem- I mean, and billing and yeah, all the things. A hundred percent. Actually, so, I was just telling, I was telling to the plumber that came to deal with the hot water heater, saw all my workout equipment. And he's like, do you do CrossFit? And you want to talk about CrossFit? And somehow we, he was like, where do you go? And I was telling him I belonged to this CrossFit gym that closed. And I said, they had 250 members, which I think should have made them completely profitable. And they just didn't run it like a business. You know, the guy who owned it had another job, like a W-2 kind of thing. He just, so they closed when COVID hit. And I think if I had known, well, if I'd known you and if I'd known, like, yeah, I mean, because they had the customers, right? And they had the community and people loved it and they had great coaches. They had all those ingredients, but the back end, they were, you know, something they weren't running right. It's totally a business. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that people in this industry so much because hmm. again, they like working out, but they don't have that business mindset yeah. to how do I adapt? How do I overcome? How do I keep going in the industry? How do I yeah. you know work off of trends? How do I do my projections? I mean, you name yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a business. But so yeah. I was working out of one club and I had so much back-end business to do. I was always the type of person to have an open door policy. So I'd always talk to my, obviously staff, I'd always talk to my members. And sometimes I get in conversations with some of my members for over an hour. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, part of my day's gone. And that would happen continuously. So it was hard for me to work out of of the gym. And then I purchased two more gyms. 
Well, I have three times the amount of work. Right. I still couldn't get anything done. <laughs> Even though I go to other gym, I'd still want to be with my members. I'd still want to be with my staff. So it was really difficult. So I took my business at home. So I did all my backend work out of out of the house. But then COVID hit. And then my and wife- And you have oh, how many kids? Right, four kids. Right. <laughs> and at that time, I want to say all four were with us. We're at home. Yeah. I got to think about the ages. Maybe one was kind of on his own, but- you know, one was on his own. So I had three there. So, you know, the kids are home. My wife is home and we can't work together. The <laughs> dogs are, you know, barking constantly because the kids are home and they're playing. And now kids are coming in and out of the house. And I know we we're supposed to like separate, but we took a few families that, you know, were close to us and we would obviously stay in contact yeah. with them. And the bubble, was, yeah. The door was an open door. Mm-hmm. So we announced that. So I said, I, I got to get out of this. I have to just find an office, even if it's a closet. I don't need this grand two, 3,000, 5,000 square foot office. I just need a place to stay, close the door and not be bothered. So I was like, well, where I was with the gym in that center, there was office space, not office spaces, but there's commercial property open. And I thought, what an opportunity if I could just have an office there. There has to be other people like me out there. So why not get a place where I can have an office and have other offices so people can share that space with me? Shark Tank idea. Thought, this is incredible. <laughs> I have invented I, this. I, yes. <laughs> right. I was I was so, Jamie, I was so stoked. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started doing the research and here to find out this has been done for decades. Right. I'm like, oh, I missed the boat on it. Right. <laughs> but That's where I am. The big idea. <laughs> right. hundred. That's how I was. A hundred percent. <laughs> but you know, my area in, in Cleveland, Ohio, and around the suburbs, there's nothing like. No. It, I mean, which is so interesting about this business model is still you can go to a lot of places where there's not right. even where I live, there's not something super close. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now it's just the education of educating people mm-hmm. that we do exist. But yeah, so I thought you know what an opportunity, and I ran with it. And the more I researched, the more I understood what should go into a center. And one thing I knew from my background is. I would never want to step into something where I don't know about the industry and know what it's about. So that's why I started looking online and, you know, so fortunate to have met you and and the opportunity opportunity you created for individuals like me to really have a step-by-step plug-in and play. Yeah, you're like my ideal student. You like, you know, you like follow all the content, you show up to the calls, you're Right. Well, yeah, you, hi- you hire a coach, right? If yeah. I were, just like in training, just like in, you know, for fitness or whatnot, or any other, yeah. school, you have a coach. Yeah. So I needed that coach and I thought you were the best candidate and one, I appreciate it, but you taught me so much to where we opened that location and just kind of randomly people started to hear about me and I was looking, not really looking for opportunity, but something kind of fell in my lap. Well, it was another office space and it was like a no brainer to do it. So eight You're months talking about later, the second location. I know. I was right, like, wait, eight months David, later, you t- we're not even open. Were you even open? Uh, you signed the lease for the second location. We just opened. Okay. And yeah, well, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone listening at home. Don't don't. This is not recommended. You're right, Jamie. You're right. I so I was not open yet, right? And I already had that place. You're right. I'm, I'm getting the place. I recommend to see how it goes. Do you like it? <laughs> Do you know what can you learn from the first location? I'm an all-in kind of guy, right? <laughs> if I'm in, I'm I'm in all the way. 
So yeah, you're right. I wasn't even open yet and had that place signed up, locked and loaded. So we opened our first place in August of 21. And then January 22, we opened our second location. So within, what is that, five months apart? Yeah, which is also just fast for all of it because you found the real estate really quickly. Like the space that was open next to the gym, because that can take months and months. So you you were already moving faster than most this people. is definitely not something I recommend by any means. So the, no, don't put my story as an example. Right. So now you have five physical location businesses that you're managing. So do you office I, out of one of the spaces? I do. So okay. well, I office out of both. I use a shared space, a dedicated desk at one location, a full office at the okay. other. But, you know, fortunately, I have such a great team on the gym side where they're almost hands-off operational for me. I mean, I have the conference calls twice a week. I visit them once a week, but they run themselves. I have a great staff and and that's what was able to allow me to do what I'm doing currently. So I'm still in the, you know, the co-working spaces are great. It's not like a retail business as the gyms are. Gym, so yeah. Such a different business and I love it. One, I love the networking, just like the gyms, but you know, you're not hustling to sell membership. Well, you are, but you, not- yeah. You know, <laughs> personal training and right. Services, right. It yeah. is is definitely different. Do you think the customer acquisition process is easier for co-working? I don't know a lot about the gym, except that probably um, like is there more churn in the gym? Like, do you, have you sort of there's more churn, it enough sure. to compare? There's more churn, but I would say the the presence of the gym is a little easier. Again, in my area, you have to educate people about yeah. co-working. So Everybody knows about there. the gym and what the options right. are, and so yeah. yeah. You have people just funneling through your doors through the gym. Yeah. Co-working in my area is a little bit different. So, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's been nonstop. Well, so I'm curious about the mindset around, you know, there's people who open co-working spaces and they'll, I mean, they operate them. Some people will open one and like run it themselves, you know, right. which is one end of the spectrum. And then there's you who's like, yeah, I have, you know, two other, wait, three other, three gyms. Three gyms. Yeah. And you've written a book and you have a podcast and you're coaching. I mean, you've got <laughs> so coffee. many things going on. Well, what do you think about the argument around like focus? Like, how do you look at like, okay, if I just devoted all my time to the gym, it would be better or all my time to the, or do you think there's some like synergy to having all of these things in your brain? I think you have to have a great team, you know, again, and communication has to be clear. Expectations have to be clear. Communication has to be clear. Yeah. And you have to have the right people in place. I didn't want to become an entrepreneur to be an employee of my of yeah. my business. You didn't want to make yourself a job. Correct. Yeah. Right. So, you know, now the, uh, now the co-working center is different because we're a little bit smaller of spaces. We go from about 2,500 to 5,000 square feet. So, you know, I don't necessarily need a huge community manager yeah. to run everything. Now, that is something I'm definitely looking forward to towards to do more networking programs and things like that, yeah. more community outreach. But I kind of do the hands-on operations for the co-working centers. But to keep it all on, you know, focus, you, you definitely need to be organized. Unfortunately, my brain just does not shut off, which gets me in trouble at home. That's why you have to keep starting new businesses because... Right. Yeah. I get bored easy too. Right. But again, some of that's, you know, on the home front is tough. 
But uh, you know, I always stay focused and I always stay my mind running and thinking about new ideas and new things because you have to you have to adapt, you have to challenge yourself, you have to keep pushing yourself forward in your current businesses. So I'm always thinking about that. You know what? That was one of my questions that I wrote down when I was thinking about like, what do I want to talk to David about? Is this like I was like, okay, part of some of your business, like, or maybe maybe they're both doing a little bit of each at the same time, like the idea of operating versus innovating. Because the serial entrepreneur thing, I actually think when I said that to my, you know, mentor, I think it was because I was like, I just want to build stuff. I don't want to operate stuff, you know, like I I want to make it and then do the next thing. You operate and have to have lots of systems in place. Like, like you mentioned with your team, are you an EOS guy? Yep. Yeah. You know, frameworks and you're starting something new, like. Can you just talk, like maybe talk about how you manage that or how you yeah, grew, sure. grew into that? Or I think our mindset definitely is like that. And mine is as well. As a multiple business owner, it is to where you have all these ideas and you kind of just want it to go fall into place because our mind is already on to the next idea. Yeah. And I find that's tough. And I've operated for so long. I think that's where I try and pull myself back from is I have to, I know I have to have this system in place. I know I have to communicate it to my team. I know we need this to move forward. It's still tough though, because I just still do have all these ideas. Now, again, my team is great because they're probably like, oh my gosh, here we go again, or something else or something else. And I keep throwing them things. (laughs) Meanwhile, we haven't even completed our first task, task, you know? So it is definitely tough. It, It is definitely a struggle to where I have to tone back and say, okay, let's get this completed first. There are some things that slip through my fingers that I still actually notice something today. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot to do this where I said I do it. <laughs> Got to go back ago. to it. Right, right. Versus moving yeah, on. So to like... It is tough. That that mindset is tough. It is a daily struggle every day to make sure that I'm not going over what I can accomplish. So I need to make sure everything everything is set before I do the next one. It's hard because I still keep doing it. But, you know, I write it down and then rifle this in as I think we're close to completion on one and yeah, keep going forward. Because so many things have just fell into place, like the co-working from the gyms to the co-working and then like even the coffee. I mean, yeah, let's not, talk about I'm, the coffee. That's I'm not trying to go out there as you drink yours. I'm not trying to go out there and absolutely try and get all these businesses. It just kind of fell in my lap. Total, I should have totally just grabbed a mug with my air. You totally should be right. And plugged it in. I know. I don't. I had to drink mine because I'm like a one cappuccino a day. And the my husband will wake up and has to have his coffee right away. And this morning I was like, we have a problem. There's water in the garage. And he was like, I just woke up, which is code for I have to get my my coffee coffee. before I deal with our water problem. I was like, oh, my God, you need to work out. He needed his coffee. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. After that, you could take on the world. I mean, basically, I was like, okay, order of priority. Forget the water damage. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's talk about, yeah, the coffee opportunity. Yeah. So I was with my friend and I've I've known this individual for over a decade now, probably about 13 years. No, geez, holy smokes. 14, two, since 2006, whatever that time is, right? when I was in the fitness business and I got out of that, I was a supervisor for a big company on the fitness side. And I just wasn't a politic kind of guy and had to play corporate politics. 
So I got out of that and wanted to get back into food and beverage. So I wanted to do healthy smoothies and health, healthy salads and sandwiches. So there's this individual that had multiple locations in Cleveland and I touched base with them and I bought into his licensing. So this gentleman along, along the way uh, became, became partners with a company called Arabica Coffee House. Now, Arabica at the time in Cleveland was a Starbucks before Starbucks. In Cleveland, there were over 40 locations wow. of Arabica coffee houses around. That's got to be pretty unusual to have that many locations of, uh, crazy. wow. Really crazy. And they started to actually go globally as well back then. A few years forward, uh, this individual, Scott, he started developing the menu side for Arabica coffee house, implemented that. Well, the owners of Arabic at the time were kind of not putting all hands on deck with the company and growing the company, and it kind of started to go down. So Scott bought everything, and he became the owner of Arabic Coffee House. Now it's great because they have over 100 locations worldwide, uh, so they are definitely a globally recognized wow. brand for gourmet coffee. But step forward, we were hanging out, and he goes, what do you think about putting coffee in your gym? And I said, well, I did that prior to COVID because, but I just have a, you know, an urn full of Folgers yeah. and let people help themselves. Did you say Folgers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. We're, we're evolving. Coffee bag. Yep. Right. So obviously after COVID, I, uh, I took that away during COVID, took that away, never brought it back. So he was talking about, well, why don't we size down the Arabica coffee house menu, make it like an Arabica express maybe some light snack food, whatnot, but focus just on coffee, run it as a ghost kitchen out of your business, out of the gym. So you can have all your delivery service like DoorDash and Grubhubs and Uber Eats come out of there, but also market to your members. I have members walking through the door anyway with Starbucks in their hands or Dunkin' Donuts. Right, right. Yeah. They're getting that anyway. Yep. Might as well keep it in house. So we ran with it and we started going with it and it's doing really well. It's exciting. So we were like, why don't we put it in one of the co-working centers? So I've, the other co-working center I have is away from the gyms. Yeah. It's a little bit bigger size. So no brainer, let's put it in there. So one thing led into another. And then especially on the gym side, I know a lot of other gym owners in the area. And I said, guys, this is great. This is an opportunity for you to bring, even if it's a few thousand dollars extra to the bottom line, very little startup. It's a great revenue source. And we already have a desk staff on hands anyway, I don't need this big barista. Yep. We, again, scaled it to where anybody could do it. Your front desk staff can do it. And there you go. You don't need extra labor or anything. So we we're like, well, if people are interested, we might might as well license this out. So we have four locations currently in Cleveland. We have two more coming on board in the next couple months. We have a location in Florida opening up. In and Florida. Yeah, we have an opportunity now to go globally with my a franchisee of World Gym. So we're in talks with World Gym to offer that to all the franchises across the world. So, you know, we have a 230 gyms across the world. So we have the opportunity to reach out to them and be, be a preferred vendor with World Gym and put it in a, all the locations if, if chosen. So do you think, because I think it used to be, and even with co-working spaces, I, this sounds like so basic, but... Just the little shift of, oh, you could, you know, sell the delivery services feels like a very big deal because if you talk, I would assume gyms are kind of like this, like you have to have a lot of volume to make money on coffee. Like, you know, it's inexpensive, but just to like, if you have, you know, labor, if you have to devote labor to it, right. 
and co-working spaces. A lot of them will say, yeah, we don't make money in the coffee business unless they're, you know, it's catering and in and they're doing kind of a bigger offering. Do you think it's the the delivery piece that kind of flips that over and gives you enough volume to make it meaningful? It definitely helps. I mean, that's a good size. As long as you market correctly, it, it's a great opportunity to have extra revenue coming in. On the member side, plus you could do catering. I mean, it's open to where you could do yeah. so much Would you just working out of your shop. Now, and with that, your business alone, with the coffee shops, you don't need to pay rent because you're already doing that. Right. Now, right. I set up my businesses to where that does pay my gym rent for another extra revenue source, but just tax purposes and whatnot. But it's such a little cost. So you don't need a huge volume to even make a profit there. So again, even if it's, you know, you don't have such high volume, yeah. it's still money to the bottom line. Yep. And, you know, and your gym pretty- staff, that's fine. You don't, you're not overwhelming them by having to service what comes in. Nope. No. Okay. It's pretty easy. And do you make like lattes? We do. We do make okay. lattes. So-, so I don't personally, I don't do like hot espressos, but there's a thing called toddy mix. That's it's a, it's concentrated mm. coffee that you make. Right. So it's just like an espresso. Okay. But uh, it's not hard so- for the front desk. Doesn't have, they're not stressed about like whether they got the heart in the milk the right way. No. No coffee drinks, but it's correct. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so size down, we try and do it. Scott is great Mm. too, because we've both been operators for so long. Yeah. So as easy as we can keep it. Right. You're, you're really focused, laser focused on make it simple. Correct. Yeah. percent. Hey, I just wanted to jump in really quickly before we continue with our discussion. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to invite you to join me for my free masterclass, Three Behind-the-Scenes Secrets to Opening a Co-working Space. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to share the three decisions that I've seen successful operators make when they're creating their co-working business. The masterclass is totally free. It's about an hour and includes some Q&A. If you'd like to join me, you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. If you already have a co-working space, I want to make sure you know about Community Manager University. Community Manager University is a training and development platform for community managers, and it can be for owner operators. It has content training, resources, templates from day one to general manager. The platform includes many courses that cover the major buckets of the community manager role from community management, operations, sales and marketing, finance, and leadership. The content is laid out in a graduated learning path. So the community manager can identify what content is most relevant to them depending on their experience and kind of jump in from there. We provide a live brand new training every single month for the community manager group. We also host a live Q&A call every single month so that the community managers can work through any challenges that they're having or opportunities, get ideas from other community managers, build their own peer network. We also have a private Slack group for the group. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to everythingcoworking.com forward slash community manager. So, but not only that, with the members then too, as as far as the revenue, there's so much you could do. We do a thing where if you pre-order before the, our group exercise class, I go into a class, you pre-order, yeah. drink will be ready for you at the end of class. I love that. It's yeah. also, that's also, I keep struggling with this, like the difference between hospitality and service. Like service is like, I have something you can buy, but I 
I like that you're still, they're still buying something from you, but like, David, you're going to have my drink ready when I'm done with class. Right. That's lovely. It's lovely. And for you, it's like maybe operationally easier to like match them. (laughs) But for me, I'm like, wait, you're just going to hand me a drink when I come out of class. Thank you. Like hospitality, you know? Right. There's so many opportunities. It's great. And that does, it does show your members a little extra. And same thing in the co-working center too. We could do the same thing when someone has a conference here and put your drinks in prior and we'll have it ready to you or we'll deliver it to you. We have it in the co-working center as well, where it's on our website, you can order online. So it's curbside service. So you tell us when you're here or what time you expect it, text us when you get here and we deliver the coffee right to you. Right. So again, you're getting either delivery service or anybody, which is you're marketing like to a different audience. But I was thinking about that too, because people are, well, it was on our call. I think it came up like our, our, group call with the operator. Somebody was like, what else can I sell to my members? Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it's not just what else can I sell to my members? Cause that's a portion of your revenue, but it's like, what else can I sell in this physical space that I'm paying rent on? A hundred percent. There's overlap. It's not like you're selling something totally ridiculous that doesn't fit right. at all because you have to do coffee. You know, you want to provide a nice coffee setup anyway. Right. And it's a great way to give people snacks. People are always trying to figure out like, how do I run like a snack system in the space? And a lot of people do like honor system, but like people can get smooth. Do you do light food or just smoothie? Like a smoothie? So we're just starting in the co-working center. I had many people here as like, if you do breakfast sandwiches. Oh my God. I said, well, I'm not set up to do like (laughs) full cooking. Yeah. I get a little convention oven and I can just put in a frozen breakfast and that's all we'll take it so yeah. you know again people are spending that anyway outside of our doors right we right. might as well keep it inside for making us. it easy for them because they 100%. can get it there so yeah convenience it's service yeah. we're giving and that's also a, a draw for the co-working center to hey you have a cafe right in here for you and right. it's great literally my space there is not even an eight by ten space probably seven and a half by nine wow. foot space. And that has a three compartment sink in That's there. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, we it's like the again, size of a small office. A very yeah, we designed yeah. it to where you can have little space and the least amount of effort to. But do you have that. to plumb it, so you have to have plumbing in the front of the space. You do so, and well, not necessarily because if you have it somewhere else, as long as you it's accessible, you okay, don't have, to have it right there. Okay, good point. Okay, but you have to have plumbing wherever you're putting somewhere. this. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it's super simple. So back to everything, it just kind of fell into place. It's crazy. Again, as a kid, I never thought I want to be a serial entrepreneur. Never even knew that. You're just kind of like following the breadcrumbs and things that overlap and fit and make sense. Correct. So I'm curious at this point, like how much like spreadsheet analysis do you do on these opportunities versus like, I think that's a fit. Let's, you know, let's run, run some numbers and do it. But like, do you get like, super analytical or do you just kind of let's try it a little bit of both be honest with you i mean again i'm all an all hands in kind of guy sometimes i do those spreadsheets after i get in (laughs) analysis but it's funny i'll create my own spreadsheets and my wife actually last week she looked over my shoulder and she saw what i was doing she goes who made that i'm like i did it was a full like spreadsheet of all the breakdowns and percentages for the day for the month and she's like oh my i didn't even know you could do that i'm like well you know, self-taught, but yeah, <laughs> yep. to know your numbers is almost everything. 
you do have to plan, you do have to go in, you do have to know what you're looking for, what your projections, your performance, you have to know all that. You're big on that, right? I mean, uh, yes, I'm very big on the yeah you. numbers. Yeah. So you do. And in all honestly, you taught me a lot of that even more than what I did in my gyms prior. I think I mentioned TV before, man, you, you've helped me not only in the co-working space, but also business tools that I can use in the gyms as well. One of those was that also to really focus on, I did a little bit, but now I really focus on a lot more. Yeah. Well, and now you probably also, some of that is natural. Like you just have to, because you can't, you're not in the gym, you're, you're spread, spread across a little bit. So is there any staff, the location that's next to the gym, is there a staff person that's in there that's shared with the gym or that's like self-serve? It's self-serve. I have someone that comes in and cleans it every so often. I'm in there probably three times a week. So if something needs stocked or if anything needs changed out or whatnot, I do. I have a maintenance gentleman that comes throughout the gym. So he targets those as well. Perfect. So that was kind of nice. Yep. The little small and actually both of them, I set it up where it's really hands off. So the once you sign up, Everything sent you in an email and then everything's digitally from the door access to scheduling to, you know, everything's pretty hands off. Yep. So it makes it a lot easier on my end, but I definitely like to show my face and talk to everybody and build that kind of community as well. But there's somebody in the the bigger location because they're making coffee. There is on the coffee yep. side. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But so they're not necessary. Are they cross-trained on the co-working space? Like, can they give a tour? It's my son. So I cross train him on everything. Shut up. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so, so this one, I couldn't do it. And I don't want to be here at five in the morning doing coffee. So him, I said, listen, we'll split the business. You run an operation. You get him started on the entrepreneurial yeah. side. Okay. <laughs> he already has that mindset. He's a big musician and he runs his, his band like a business, which I wow. love. Um, yeah. So I gave him a little more of an opportunity. Very nice. Okay. So does he do tours or? Like- yeah. Oh yeah. He- he has not as much. I obviously yeah. like to be that first person. There's okay. a time on vacation or out of town. Yeah. And I tell him, Hey, you got to look at this and you got to show the space. And yeah, you know, I'm behind the scenes and you got to make sure you ask this question. You nice. got to get to know them, you know? So I, <laughs> yeah. I probably don't teach them in the traditional manner, but <laughs> and then I'm on the cameras sure. watching them. What are you doing? Why didn't you ask this? You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> poor guy. I know. Yeah. Funny. So yeah, it's interesting that you give the tours. People probably relate to you very well. I try to. Yeah. I think owners struggle with letting the tours go because other business owners in particular, like if they know you're the owner, like they just love that, right? And I'm sure you mentioned, you're like, well, I think I'm going to do some business coaching because people keep asking me questions. Right, yeah, we did talk so about that. I, yeah, I'm sure there's some of that that happens in, in people like, oh, I want to be in a place like with it, with someone like me, you know? That's mm-hmm. like gets me. So I can see the yeah. value. I'm sure at some point you'll stop because, well, I don't know. What's the vi- what's the co-working vision? Is it more locations or what are you thinking? I'm always open to the right opportunity. At this point, I cannot put on it any more into my plate <laughs> simply because my wife would, would absolutely have a coronary. <laughs> so we were out of town this weekend and there was a guy down the street that we met and it was like Oh, see, it's like three kids at home. He's like, it's so nice to be here by myself. And then he's like, but I got to go back because I have twins and it's their birthday. And I was like, 
that guy's getting some divorce papers. Oh, yeah, no, what are you doing, buddy? Right. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody likes a little me time, but not on your right. twins' birthdays. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I almost said it to him. My husband would have like been mortified. Oh, yeah. My papers would have been served quick. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, okay. So let's flip back to the coffee business. So you license, like if I'm a co-working space owner, I can set up this like licensed kiosk. So I'm licensing the brand and like yeah. the how-to. Yeah. So we really, again, because we're operators, we wanted to set this up almost like a franchise, but without all the franchise fees. Because we're an operator, we and know- the legal requirements for franchises are like so right. crazy. Yeah. Right. So we'll train, we'll set up, we'll design the space. We'll take all the work off of it for you in the beginning, obviously, and set everything up. And then we have the ongoing promotions monthly. We'll do the ongoing training. If there's someone else that needs onboarding, we'll try and fit it in our schedule, but we'll do it. We'll get it done for you. But yeah, so we want to put the whole support system in place like a franchise would without paying all those crazy royalties. So for a couple hundred bucks a month, you get a globally branded coffee, gourmet coffee right in your business. And you're sending me like the Canva files for whatever the pumpkin spice special Correct. is for the month or yeah, yeah. you're right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All the recipes, all the promotions. Yeah. Everything is right there for you. Is there a website for this? How do people find out more about this? Sure. Arabica-express.com. Express. I like it. Got it. Arabica-express.com. Okay. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Not like spelled out dash, the little dash, you know. Got it. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, I love that. I think it's super interesting. And the co-working model, I don't know. What do you think about the business model compared to like a gym? Like margins, like what's your kind of takeaway to date? I wish I would have listened to you a little bit more. Um, <laughs> you know, well, it, it was it's kind of been a shift in the last couple of years. Yeah, well, that's going, for sure. Going into COVID, there was more open space more need for an open space. I think people yeah. liked it a little bit more. It was more kind of out there and the networking, obviously. And then COVID hit and that shift changed a little bit. Yep. And I think everybody wants that privacy more than kind of that open space work. Now that might be in my area, but I've designed my places to where we have private offices. We have an area for dedicated desk. So you have four or five individuals sharing an office that are kind of set up as cubicles. And then you have the open space where I thought the open space and the shared space, because it's more budget friendly, affordable, right. Very approachable opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. Everybody goes for the private offices right now. So you were actually talking about this at one point, and I don't know, I forget if it was on a conference call or we were talking about through the group site, but it was about the shared office space. And at this point, I should have just went with more private offices. Yeah, it's tricky, says pretty much everyone. It might be a combination of, so you opened it kind of an interesting time, right? Like you had this idea during COVID and then you executed without sort of seeing like, how's this all going to fall out? And you're in a suburb. And so, yeah, hard to know. That's, you know, the thing about the suburbs in my town is a lot of people don't want to drive into downtown. Now our downtown is very, it's not a big metropolis. Yeah, it's easy to get no, in and park and people just if don't If you're in go. a traffic jam, you could still get into downtown in 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, you know, not yeah. like Atlanta where it's five hours to get into downtown. Yeah. 
So, but people, that mindset, they still don't like driving into downtown. So that was my thought is building in the suburbs, yeah. 10 minutes from my house, I can get in, do my stuff and that's it. Yep. So I wanted to avoid kind of that. I think it'll turn out to be smart. Any sort of, you know, slower ramp up for you is probably just like you said, like just people that aren't aware of it yet. So that's it. But yep. the private offices go. I mean, all they go I'm, quickly. People find all you. my private offices yeah. are full. Yep. It didn't take long to get the private offices full. Yeah. And once those go, it's everything else they're trying to build now. Yeah. What's as good, though, coming out of COVID, and it took a little bit as well, I'm starting to see more now of conference space rental. Meeting room and so yeah, great. Meetings are coming back. Yeah. Businesses are meeting with their teams more. So that has been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's probably someone on your staff somewhere who wants to be the community person. And start running your networking events. Okay, so let's talk about the coaching. And, you know, the coaching piece is interesting. Maybe there's like some office hours or some, what's going on there? Everything pulls me in that direction right now. From people asking questions to just little things, people online, the podcasting. Oh, wait, yes. And you have a podcast. Wait, can you talk about the podcast? There's see, I had so many things on the list. (laughs) I, I haven't even talked about like your... Why don't we use this as an opportunity? You wrote a book and you started a podcast. Can you talk about those two things a little bit and seg into the the coaching? Sure. So a few years ago, someone reached out to me. They they heard I was, this time I just had the gyms and they wanted to do a podcast of just interviewing me. They wanted to interview entrepreneurs and kind of see what has helped them become successful and blah, blah, blah. This gentleman's name is Adam Torres. He owns a company called Mission Matters. One of the most humble, down-to-earth individuals. He is incredible. But he goes out there and helps entrepreneurs tell their stories to help other people kind of gain from that, you know, gain from those other individuals' experience. He's incredible, incredible person, incredible company too. So we started doing the podcast and they, you know, we talked beforehand to ask some questions and see how I'd fit with it. And then they were like, would you be open to writing a book? And I'm like, right. What? No. <laughs> but I'm definitely curious, you know. So his company also has a it's a full media company. So they do the podcasting, they do obviously the book writing. So there was a few of us that wrote in together. So we have some chapters in the same book, but it allowed me to discuss some of my success principles, going a little bit more deeper than I did the podcasting in this book. And they published it and it came out and it's been great. So him and I have developed a friendship together and and always still stayed stayed in contact with each other. So he had an opportunity to start doing podcasting and he was looking for people to be on his podcast network. So he asked me and I was like, I've never done podcasting before. And if you've never done podcasting, you have to start being so conscious of how you talk, how you articulate your words, your verbiage, everything. And i that's not me. Like this, <laughs> this is more me. And I probably fumbled so much. I want to do that if I was interviewing. But it's a different entity. And I was nervous of it. And I, I was kind of scared. I feared it a little bit. So I said, if I'm nervous about it, if I fear for that, that's the reason I should do this. Mm. So I said, let's go for it. What I would like to do is something similar to you to where I could talk to individuals who scale their business, who yeah. become successful and help build businesses, whether or if it's someone just as a manager or supervisor or whatnot in any field, whether it's medical or attorneys or you name it. 
so that's what we do. So I do a podcast where I interview entrepreneurs and kind of talk about how they scale their their business. Again, not only entrepreneurs, but uh, all walks of life. How do you find your guests? Are they from your network or does the does the they podcast have been from my network? I had yep. a few people reach out online that would like to be a guest as well. Some people I just talk to here and there randomly, and I think they'd be a great guest. They have an interesting story. I can communicate well with them. So I always put out there, hey, would you like to be a guest on our podcast network? So, so yeah. Yeah. Well. How does the, doing the podcast fit into everything? So maybe this was is the coaching sec. Does it fit or is it just like? It fits. And okay. to be honest, it's probably the the most fun I have in everything mm. I do because it's you just sit around, you, you talk to someone, you get to know someone on a more intimate level and you just have a conversation with them and, and you build, I build a relationship within that hour and it's, it's fantastic. I love it. So crazy thing. And, and this is it out of everything I do. So a gentleman reached out to me on LinkedIn and he said, I saw your book with Adam. Adam was a student of mine. And I'm like, get the heck out of here. So Adam is a student of a gentleman called Chris. Well, his name is Christopher Kai. So Christopher Kai is a global speaker. He's incredible. You ever have a chance to look him up? He's fantastic. And not only speaking, but his interviews, he's interviewed some of the best Elon Musk. I mean, it is wow. incredible. His network is absolutely incredible, but he has a whole coaching program where he'll help teach you and coach you on building your business, guest speaking, things like that. So again, you know, I'm all about coaching. So I reached out or after he reached out to me, I, I said, yeah, I definitely want to be a part of your team. So that's where coaching came from. And he's like, you have to monetize what you're doing. Your time is a value. Mm -hmm. You're doing a lot of things and you offer a lot of services that you could yep. benefit from. Yeah. So that's where that led. So here we are. Okay. So have you started, <laughs> have you started taking, taking uh no, I'm still doing yet? it for free. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I know, but now you have an audience because you've written a book and you, you know, those are a lot of things that a lot of coaches don't have. And that's back to sort of the business part of it that can be a real challenge for coaches, right? They, they, they don't have a process or they don't have a, like a funnel for clients. And so right. he was probably like, dude, you got the funnel and he <laughs> you is. just need to he apply totally, a process. And when we started talking about co-working, he's like, you have a co-working center. Right. And, and a place gym. like, yeah, it's incredible. Cause it's just a built-in network. Yeah. And again, with the co-working center, it's people who are already looking for that anyway. It's, right. a, it's a natural building. Yeah. Scary thing for me is I don't want to take on clients where I can't commit to, you know, I have pulled in so many different directions yeah. sometimes yeah. To, to, to stick to, we're doing this at 12 o'clock. It's tough because a conference call may come up or I need yeah. to do this for another business. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want someone to pay for something that I would, they would get upset at me for, for not following through. Yeah. You know, I'm on the border with that. I would have to let something go. To be able to really kind of dive into that. Yeah. 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 Well, you never know what like door might open and. Never know. <laughs> I'm always interested in selling and to open up free time for me. So anybody's yeah. looking for gyms for sure. Okay. What's the, I'll put a link to your podcast. What's the podcast called? Podcast is scaling your business. Right. And actually it can be found on my website davidandrus.com. Okay. We'll put both in the um, show notes. Awesome. Awesome. Wait, where do you record? Do you record at the space? Yep. So I built okay. one of the private offices when all this was going on, I still had one small office available. 
And I was like, well, I might as well turn this into a podcast center and then have people rent it out and whatnot. So yeah. literally I have a podcast room that has all the styrofoam, you know, sound absorbing yep. things in there. I have a green screen in here. Oh, wow. So, yep. Wait, is that what I'm looking at behind you or is that just a background? That's a background. Okay. But Got it's it. on a green screen. Okay. So does anybody else use it? Do you have any other podcasters? Yeah, it's just been mostly members already, but I have members in the other center that will come out here and use a podcast center too. Nice. Okay. I like it. And you charge for it just like a meeting room? Typically. Yes. For my members, I give them credit towards whether it is the podcast room or the meeting rooms or the conference room. So they use their credits. Yep. How are you billing your members? What system are you using? Archie. Oh, you did go with Archie. Okay. Happy with Archie? I am. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's always tweaks you could do, but it works comfortable for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Equipment. Are you using a microphone? Anything fancier than kind of a... Yeah, you get the same microphone I do. I can't figure out how to get mine like off the... So I'm like, I have to talk right into it. So we just did a... I do this series called How I Did This. And I had a bunch of our either co-working startup school or flight group folks who have their own podcasts and... We had so many of them, you would have been on the list, but I had them come on and share their, you know, how they use it and does it promote their business. And then I had an email from somebody afterwards. He's like, hey, you didn't really talk about equipment, which I'm sure I promised to talk about like in the advertisement of the session. And I was like, oh my God, I was so into their stories that I never That's wild that they would even bring that up. (laughs) One of them shared, she has like the Roadcaster, like $2,500, like mixing board, which is actually, I'll just mention this for anybody listening. The cool thing about it is she doesn't have an editor. She has her intro. She has it recorded into this mixer. Right. She just hits a button and does her intro. So it's like kind of edits it all together. Right. I've seen just a little ad in the middle. It just plays that. So yeah. it kind of might be worth it. Do you have an editor or how do you get yours done? I do. So with the Mission Matters Network, I record and I Ooh, do have they do it all on board. So I have like a little mixer. Okay. But I send it right into them. They edit it. They just do it all. Write your show notes. They do everything. Yep. Yep. That, so that's, a, a that's a fantastic way. They're always looking for good people, you know? So as long as, <laughs> you know, they fit, you got to kind of fit their mold, which I love. It's genuine people that yeah. just truly want to share their story and serve people. If you fit that mold, they're open to, and his network is huge. And his podcasting is already on Spotify, Apple, all the yeah. big name. Yep. Podcast. Yeah, they do it all for you. That's yeah, yeah, I love that. That's so easy for you. That's why you can fit it in. I was like, podcasting's practically a job. So, right. but not if you're just sending the file. I have <laughs> some of that set up, the editing and the anyway. Okay, that's yeah, that's helpful to 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 know. Cool. Okay. We're I could keep talking to you for hours, but anytime. I'm sure you have, yes, lots to do. Yeah. And also I feel like, you know, I think about when I do these episodes, like I should ask like more practical things about. But I just love the stories. And I think for you, for me, the perspective is people who are maybe not open-minded to, I can do more than one thing. I can do more than have a co-working space. Because for some people, like to make the business work, we've, you know, you have smaller ones that are not fully staffed. If you want it to like pay your mortgage, you have to have a larger space. And so you have to, you know, you have to go hard in that and they're more expensive to start and all the things. It can be one of the things that you do. So 
I, I just, I love sharing those stories and yeah. you have a great all around story. So thank you for taking the time to do this well, today. One of these times we got a role reverse. So next time I interview you. Okay. Maybe. Yes. So, <laughs> so anyway, if you want more of David's perspective, I'll put the links to his podcast and get more kind of straightforward business talk, but thank you for sharing your yeah. story. And no, thank you for having me. Talk. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference in helping others like you find us. If you'd like to learn more about our education and coaching programs, head over to everythingcoworking.com. We'll see you next week.